This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. And a wonderful air of Shabbos to all of you. Great to be back. It's been some time with all the Amantavim, Sukkot, and, well, it's been a great, great time, but it's good to be back together. I'm thrilled to be here and spend some time with you together to share some ideas, to talk about things that are important, to look at the Parsha, to look at this incredible opening of the Torah again. Don't forget, on Simchas Torah, we end the Torah, we begin the Torah, and it begins with creation. We speak about the tragic Great Flood, and we speak about Abraham. It is an amazing story, an amazing story of faith, an amazing story of inspiration, an amazing story of where we come from, and that's something which is so important for all of us to know and to remember at all times where we come from, who our patriarchs were, what Abraham means to us. We're not some people that just arrived on the scene a couple of years ago or a couple of centuries ago. We are here from the beginning of time. We are witnesses. We are those individuals that through word and example have to show the world that, yes, we are the ones that stood closely to God at creation and continue this great legacy of God's promise of goodness and kindness, ethics, morality, and decency as a result of the fact that Abraham is the one who recognized God when all others rejected him. And this is why it's a special parsha, a special parsha because we live with Abraham, as I'll soon explain, with Abraham Avinu, our patriarch Abraham. It's also a special Shabbos. It's the Shabbos Project, of course, and what a wonderful experience that is. The Shabbos Project, each and every one of us feels so proud that it's our very own wonderful Chief Rabbi Warren, Goldstein, who initiated this incredible international project. It is made here in South Africa. We can truly be proud of our leaders here, of our community, and the way that our community rises to the occasion. It's wonderful to see what every single shul is doing, how it's incredibly, incredibly exciting to see people walking to shul, observing Shabbos, making this an exceptional experience. And may it grow from strength to strength. So once again, Yeshikach, Chief Rabbi, exceptionally well done. May you continue to bring projects such as these to all of us. Us, not only here in South Africa, but throughout the world. Yeshikach, and well done. And we're talking about the parsha of Lech Lecha, an amazing parsha, a parsha that talks to us about all sorts of important things. The previous Lubavitcher Rebbe once mentioned that this is the third parsha since we started Bereshit, since we started Genesis. And Bereshit, he says, is, well, it begins with joy, with creation, God bringing the world into being, God creating the incredible paradise garden of Eden. And it ends on a, well, a bit of a sad note. God says, I regret the fact that I created the world. The world was behaving badly. And then we come to the second Parsha, the Parsha of Noach. The Parsha of Noach begins on a sad note. We see God actually destroying the world. It's Noach and his immediate family, plus the animals that he saved, are the only survivors of this terrible, terrible flood. The entire world is completely destroyed. But it ends on a joyous note, because we speak about the birth of Avraham Avinu, Abraham, our patriarch, and 
therefore a special parsha. However, the parsha of Lech Lecha, each and every single day we live with Abraham, each and every single day we walk together with him, we hear his conversations with God, we understand his feelings, we empathize when it comes to the challenges that he has to face. This extraordinary human being, a man beyond any type of description. Here he is in a world that is completely overtaken by idolatry. In fact, his very own father, Terach, is one of the prominent individuals in the community, an idol worshiper, and one who manufactures idols. Nimrod, that violent man, is the king of the time. The entire world has turned against God and forgotten that God created the world and brought it into being. But Abraham, whether at the age of three or thirteen, our commentaries talk, looks at this world with a sense of awe and wonder. He looks at this world and he says, it's not possible, it's not possible that this extraordinary thing called the world, the universe, can simply function on its own. There has to be a balabayat, there has to be a master to this house. This cannot be random, this cannot be accidental, this cannot be simply a bunch of molecules zillions of years ago coming together and creating this incredible precise world. The precision that we experience and encounter in terms of time and space throughout the galaxies is something which is beyond normal understanding and yet it works to perfection with a tremendous clockwork of organization this cannot be an accidental thing and this is why this parsha speaks to us about the answer that we have to give to those who strangely seem to accept evolution as the order of the world coming into being. How nonsensical it really is, after all. How can you possibly say that we, intelligent, feeling, creative, powerful human beings, are simply the random result of a bunch of molecules coming together many, many years ago? We believe in creation. We believe in God running this world, bringing the world into being and continuing to maintain, ordering the world, directing the world. And this is what Abraham, Abraham Avinu, recognized at a young age, the fact that this world is a world of order. And every single day, we live with this great person, this great father of ours, the father who brought the Jewish people into being. Now, we have to understand that Abraham Avinu is altogether different than even the many righteous people that lived in his time. And there were righteous people. Noah was a righteous man. The Torah calls him Sadiq. He was a righteous man. Tamim, he was perfect in so many different ways. We speak about the great sages, Shem and Eva, who ran incredible institutions of Torah learning at that that time, tells us the Midrash. And yet, somehow, these great personalities, notwithstanding their righteousness and notwithstanding their great spiritual development, they seem to not have a very powerful effect on the world. Whereas Avraham, Avraham not only recognizes the oneness of God, but it's something that he preaches and shares with the rest of the world. And he shares it in a way that indicates the particular type of personality that Avraham was. He was ish chesed. He was perfection when it came to expressions of kindness. 
He had a tent, as we all know, open to four sides, welcoming all strangers and wayfarers. He was a man who gave with tremendous benevolence to each and every single individual. At the same time, he felt duty-pound to tell the world about the one God, and he had an amazing following. Thousands of people followed him and his wife, Sarah, to the realization that there is only one God. Ethical monotheism, the concept of God, active in the world, in nature, beyond nature, on every single level, all at the same time. This was the great teaching of Avram. Avram was a revolutionary in terms of bringing the world the recognition of one God, the denial of idolatry. Idolatry is something he said which is, well, ultimately destructive. Destructive because it's man-made. And anything that's man-made is simply going to follow the whim of the man who made it, the person who made it. This is the way it works. If we are the masters of the world, we determine what's right and wrong. Whereas when we have faith as Avraham taught us to have, it is something that we feel obliged to fulfill from a higher authority from God himself. And this is what Abraham is teaching the world, and so many are following. And we come to the beginning of this parish. What does God tell this man? This man who has changed the direction of humankind, the man who introduced the concept of faith in God, something which was lost for so many generations, from the third generation of mankind on, from Enosh, tells us our commentaries, People forgot the idea of creation and began to look to well other concepts, idols, in order to sustain whatever type of shallow faith they had. And it brought destruction to the world, not once, twice, many, many more times. This is the world that Abraham faced, a world that was antagonistic to the concept of God, a world that wanted to continue living a life of idolatry because it gave them license to behave in whatever way they wanted. Based upon the particular idol that you created, you were able to do whatever you wanted, fulfill any type of lust, desire, negative, destructive, hurting others. Those were the benchmarks of society at the time. And therefore, when Avraham comes along and begins to talk about one God, he is seen as a radical enemy. He is seen as one who has to be stopped, who has to be destroyed. But Avraham is not phased by all that challenge. He rises to the challenge and convinces so many in the world about the concept of one God. More of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipsker from Chabad of Hyde Park. Well, there you have it, that classic Mordechai ben David, just one Shabbos. And, of course, it comes into such a wonderful expression, the Shabbos, here in Johannesburg, South Africa, throughout the entire world with the Shabbos Project. Yes, just one Shabbos. Can you imagine if we could reach out to each and every single Jew throughout the entire world and have that great one Shabbos, the blessing, the reward, the incredible promises that our sages tell us, all of this would come to fruition. Use the time. There's still time today. Reach out to somebody and say, come, spend a Shabbos with me. 
We're talking about Avram. We're talking about this great man. We're talking about a person who radically changed the world, who changed the thinking of people, who changed the direction of the world, who challenged the mighty authority of Nimrod, even his own father. He is one who stands up. He is brave. He is powerful. And he has a massive following of thousands of people. Avram Avinu is seen as the new leader of the time, the man who has a message, a man who has a message of greatness, of goodness, of kindness, of faith, of one God. He is giving people a tremendous foundation in life. He's given people the opportunity to change and to change for the better. He is giving people the opportunity of recognizing greatness, not only within the world, but within themselves. Avraham Avinu is at the pinnacle of tremendous success, having done what he did in reaching out to the world and changing the world. And yet, how does our Parsha begin this week? Hashem God tells Abraham, Lech Lecha, go to yourself. Can you imagine? Abraham has achieved all this greatness, made such a tremendous, dramatic change in the world among people, has a following of thousands and thousands at that time. And what does God say? God says, now is when your journey actually begins. And this is something which is so important for us to understand. Not only that we must never rest on our laurels, not only must we sit back and say, well, I've done it and therefore, well, I've done what I have to do. It's precisely when you have achieved greatness. It's precisely when you have done something extraordinary that you are obligated to begin to move forward. And what does God say? He says, leave your country, leave your father's home, leave whatever it is that has influenced you up till now, and you will go to a place that I will show you. What is God saying to Avram? God is saying to Avram, leave your father's home, leave the customs of your country and your birthplace. (laughs) Avram has left that a long time ago. He has denied the home of his father filled with idolatry. He has denied the custom of his world, his birthplace, by rejecting Nimrod and all that Nimrod stands for. He is one who stands for ethics and decency and goodness and faith in one God. And God is telling him now, now is the time when your journey begins. And the answer, of course, is yes, because as mentioned before, it's precisely when you have achieved success. It's precisely when you've done something extraordinary. It's precisely when you have reached the top of the mountain that you were trying to climb. It's precisely then that you look for another mountain, a greater mountain, a mountain that makes your previous successes look small. And this is something which Avraham accepts upon himself willingly. And the reason he does that is because not only is he a man of great faith, but he is a man of Mesirat Nefesh. He is a man of self-sacrifice. He understands, yes, you have to put certain things at risk sometimes in order to achieve the potential greatness that you have. And this is why the opening words of the Parsha are so powerful. Lech lecha, go into yourself. Now you think going into yourself, well, is a limited time of experience. And there are people who specialize, psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, probing the minds and feelings and emotions and lives of people. But that's not what we're talking about over here. We're talking about an individual doing an honest journey into himself. And as you go into yourself, you begin to realize the infinite dimensions of things that you possess. An intellect that has no limit whatsoever. 
emotions that are exceptionally powerful, a soul that is filled with divine energy that is beyond infinite. This is what you begin to see. Lech Lecha, the journey into oneself, and by into oneself I don't mean in isolation that you hide behind walls and you deal with yourself only, but the search into yourself also is accompanied by a tremendous recognition and realization that these are things that you're obligated to share. You have to become a teacher. You have to become a messenger. You have to become a witness. You have to become an individual who, by word and example, constantly shows everyone else around, friends, family, strangers, this is the way to live life. Not by imposing on people, not by judging people, not by making demands, but becoming a genuine symbol of goodness and decency and kindness. And this is possible by the journey into oneself. Just stop for a moment and consider each and every one of the incredible strengths and powers that God gave us. Talk about our emotions. Our emotions are so vast. Our emotions are so great. Not only do we have the capacity for positive and powerful emotions, such as love, such as closeness, We are able to achieve tremendous spiritual highs through our emotions. We are able to link our emotions to the spiritual divine spherot that exists within the spiritual world. Yes, those are stepping stones. Those are gateways and pathways to something higher. Our eyes open as we begin to explore the vast dimension of our emotional capacity and ability. And unfortunately, so many people allow themselves to be limited by their emotional situation allow themselves to say, well, this is all I can achieve. Lech lecha. Go into it. Have the courage. Have the strength. Have the vision. Have the desire to look further and further and further. And I promise you, you will be overwhelmed by the vastness of that experience. And your mind? Think about your mind. Think about how incredibly great your mind is, the power of intellect, the power of understanding, the wisdom that you possess, the analytical ability, the comprehension, the application of knowledge. Go into the Chachma, the Bina, the Dat, go into it, and you will find yourself on an incredible highway of, well, recognition, understanding, and awareness. You will become aware of intellect at its purest and highest level. And that road is endless. It's not a short road. It's not a simple road. You know, we talk about the great internet highways that exist in the world, and they are an incredible achievement. The human mind is infinitely greater than the most powerful of all computers put together from the beginning of computer time until the end of computer time. And yes, a computer is able to do amazing things, zillions, trillions of calculations in one second. The human mind, the human mind is able to go far beyond that. Don't forget, who brought the computer into being? Was it an accident? It fell off a tree? No, it was the human mind. And it continues to be the human mind that discovers, that explores, that exposes, that makes one aware.
And then we come to the soul. Can you imagine entering the country of your soul, entering the land of your spirit, entering that dimension within you that gives you life, that gives you power, that gives you identity and self, that gives you what you are. And you begin to understand the various levels of your soul. The, well, the active dimension of the soul within you, the higher dimension of the soul, which is connected to God directly. This becomes the route. This becomes the path. This becomes the great journey of consciously connecting with God. Yes, we have faith, and faith ultimately is what carries us. But there is so much to understand. There is so much to know. I mean, take the human body for that matter. The human body, we think we know it. We know very little. And yes, it's only relatively recently that we discovered DNA. And perhaps, not only perhaps, but definitely, there are so many other secrets within the human body. And you take all these elements, the body, the heart, the mind, the soul, and don't forget the powers, the power of sight, the power of sound, power of speech, the power of touch. Whatever it is, take a look. Lech lecha, go into yourself. God is telling Abraham, yes, you have achieved incredibly great things. But now it's a time to move on. And the way that you have to move on is having the courage, the wisdom, the strength, the desire, the passion to move with a tremendous sense of conviction. And yes, to take a bit of a risk. What does God say? Leave your birthplace. Leave your land. Leave your father's home. Leave the place that you're accustomed to. Leave all those methods and manners of life that you've grown up with and you think this is the ultimate reality. And where am I going to take you? To a place that I will yet show you. God says at this particular moment in time, you don't have the capacity to understand the destiny of your incredible journey. You don't have the capacity to understand its greatness, its true infinity. I will show it to you in due course once you have started that journey more and more and more of that destiny and destination will come into folks that you will begin to see and think and feel at an altogether different level. And the interesting thing and the wonderful thing is that our sages tell us that it's precisely this that Avraham Avinu, our patriarch, our father, gave us, bequeathed to us as an inheritance. This is something that each and every one of us, each and every single Jew possesses, not because he worked for it and not because he did anything about it. It's there. It's there within one as an inheritance, a direct line from Abraham to us in our present condition. And this is why the Lech Lecha concept is so important for us to understand. The Lech Lecha means, first of all, movement, progress, journey, the idea of growing each and every single day, each and every single moment. Yes, I know it sounds difficult and sounds, well, a bit airy-fairy, but no. Each and every single day, we are obligated to move. It doesn't matter if it's a quantum leap or you move by simple, small degrees. It can be giant steps and giant leaps 
or baby steps. The point is that each and every single situation that we're in, unless we nurture it, and by nurturing it means growing, developing, it becomes stagnant, it becomes stale, it becomes yesterday's story, it no longer satisfies, it no longer gives us an understanding of who and what we are. And this is the greatness of this Parsha. We see Avraham challenging the kings of the world, doing whatever is necessary to rescue his his nephew Lot, who has been taken hostage by these kings. He negotiates with the highest powers because he is aware of himself. And once you're aware of yourself, there are no obstacles. Nothing stands in your way. You recognize your greatness. Not, God forbid, because you're arrogant. You're not arrogant. But you have that inner strength of knowing who and what I am. And I have the potential because I've worked at releasing and exposing the potential to a certain degree. And this is what the Parsha is all about. The entire Parsha is Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha means go, move Lecha into yourself, see the infinity of your own situation, and you will see the infinity of people around you, and you will see the infinity of God's creation as well. More of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. That was the wonderful voice of Benny Friedman singing Shalom Aleichem. When we welcome the angels, God's angels, to our Shabbos table. And tonight it's going to be very special because we throughout South Africa, throughout the world, we are going to welcome those angels to an expanded Shabbos table thanks to the Shabbos Project. And again, I encourage you, call out, reach out. Find people to come and spend Shabbos with you. I know so many shuls are putting on wonderful meals and exciting programs in order to ensure that the Shabbos project is something which will be incredibly successful, something that will inspire people not only to keep one Shabbos, but to continue keeping Shabbos. So get out there, stand at the table, and when you sing Shalom Aleichem with your family and friends, welcoming those angels, know that so many people around the world are joining in this extraordinary experience, making it a truly wonderful event. We're talking about Avraham Avinu. We're talking about the idea that here is an individual who goes out and changes the world, and God tells him, no, Lech Lecha, it's time to move forward. It's time to leave that which you have been accustomed to up to this point, and to go to a far greater, higher level, to take it to a different dimension altogether, lech lecha, finding the infinity within yourself, finding the infinity within others, and finding the infinity within the world, working for it and going for it, and going for it with a sense of tremendous faith and emotion and passion and courage and ability. And yet when we took a, take a look at the Parsha, so many of the events of this Parsha are tremendous challenges. There's a famine in the land, and Avraham and Sarah are forced to go down to Mitzrayim, the land of Egypt, which is not the best place in the world at that time. And the battle against the kings, and the battle that he has, the friction that his herdsmen and the herdsmen of his nephew Lotan, he has to send his nephew away, they have to part company. It seems to be challenge after challenge after challenge. And this is something that we have to understand. When we move forward, it's not always a simple road. It's not always an easy road. It's not only 
always paved in golden brick. Sometimes there are challenges. But those very challenges are not only part of the journey. That's what the journey is all about. The ability to co- come, overcome all sorts of negative situations within oneself and outside of oneself. And to go forward, it's precisely under those circumstances when we have to exercise the faith that we have, the power that we have in this search for the lacha, in the search for the self, the soul, the essence of what who we are. This is something that we have to understand. Those challenges are there. And they are there to try and stop us. But no, the real reason that they are there because they contain within them the opportunity for greatness. You take a look at the story of Egypt. He comes down. His wife Sarah is kidnapped. And what happens? She's taken hostage. And one would think that Pharaoh, being the absolute ruler that he is in that part of the world, can do whatever he wants. Uh Uh-uh. Everybody negotiates with Avraham to somehow bless them, to somehow give them spiritual strength. In the battle of the four and the five kings, the great battle, what happens at the end? They all turn to Abraham, hailing him as not only the great hero who helped win the war, but the individual who became the symbol of righteousness and goodness and blessing in the world. And this is something you have to understand right at the beginning of the Parsha. What does God say to Abraham? I'm going to give you greatness. I'm going to give you material wealth. I'm going to give you a tremendous legacy. I'm going to turn you into a great nation, but I'm going to give you something that very few people have, the ability to bless others, the power of blessing, the ability to say words and share goodness with others, and it begins to flow in the lives of others. And everybody recognizes, whether it's Pharaoh or the kings, everybody begins to realize that this is not only a special, extraordinary human being who has been blessed with a great intellect and powerful emotion and a tremendous this deep sense of faith in God and the ability to share all those things to reach out and touch the world but in fact here is a man who has the power to bless you go to him when you need something extraordinary and you say appeal to God on my behalf that I get whatever it is whether it's a question of health whether it's a question of sustenance of parnasah whether it's a question of nachas whether it's a question whatever the question is you go to this righteous man and this righteous man is the one who has the power to bless you yes he does as Torah tells us God gave this to Abraham and this too is something which is passed on through each and every single generation where we have the people who have the power to bless indeed each and every one of us has the power to bless. That is something that we received by inheritance from Abraham as well. And this is something which is so important to understand. If we have the power to bless, we have to exercise that power. But to exercise that power in a responsible sort of way, not merely throw things out, even though sometimes that might be necessary, but to focus on the blessing that people's needs. And therefore, we have to recognize the individuality of the other. This is part of the Lech Lecha experience. This is the part part and parcel of going and finding yourself within yourself. But let's jump to the end of the Parsha. It's the end of the Parsha which really fascinates so many of the commentaries. Avraham is 99 years old. 99 years old. And what a life. 99 years of perfection. 99 years of a journey of growth, of greatness. 99 years as experienced by no one other than Avraham himself. And what happens at 99? At 99 you'd say, Avraham, you have done so well. 
You can sit back, put your feet up, and enjoy the incredible world that you have so radically and dramatically and powerfully and positively changed. No. What happens there? At the age of 99, Avraham circumcises himself. What is a circumcision? The Brit Milah. What is the Brit? The Brit is a covenant with God. I mean, after all these experiences, does Avraham have to show that he has a powerful covenant with God? And this has become a symbol of the Jewish people throughout history. Jewish people have exercised tremendous mesidus nefesh in the most difficult of times, in the Roman times, in the Spanish Inquisition, during, well, the Soviet anti-Jewish clampdown. People put their lives at risk in order to have their sons circumcised, and it began with Avraham. Avraham, at the age of 99, has to prove his faith, has to prove a covenant with God. After all, his entire experience, his entire life, is a testimony to the incredible covenant, to the incredible bond that he has with God. And there again, the answer is yes, precisely when he has achieved all that he did in such incredible fashion for 99 years, it's precisely then that he goes to a higher level. The lechlecha continues. The ability to grow, the ability to progress, the ability to move forward, the necessity to move forward is something which is ever-present, and it's something which never ever stops. And yes, even at the age of 99, here is this incredible human being called Abraham, the most righteous and powerful, generous, generous of spirit, the most faithful man. Yes, he goes to a higher level of his relationship with God, because that relationship is infinite, and therefore something that is infinite has no limits and has no bounds whatsoever. It is expansive and continues to be expansive. It grows, it develops, it opens new doors all the time. The vistas that you experience as a result of your growing faith is something which is quite extraordinary. And this is why this Shabbos is so very special. It's a Shabbos that every single day we live with Abraham. With Abraham. We live his life. We share his challenges. We understand his incredible achievements. We listen, as I said earlier, to the conversation between him and God. When God tells him what he says to God. We listen to what, in fact, he says to others as well. We follow the model, the role, the example that he sets for us. The idea that no matter what you've achieved, there's so much more. And there's so much greater. And the journey has only begun. And this is why tomorrow when you're in shul, listen carefully to that story. Yes, follow it in English. Follow it in a language that you understand. Follow it in a way that you'll begin to sense feeling for what's happening. And make sure that you allow it to resonate within yourself as well. The need to grow, the ability to grow, the desire to grow. And make sure that the Shabbos is special. Shabbos project. So many Jews around the world will be doing something extraordinary. Let's all be part of it. Good shows.